Good morning and welcome to Beecher Island. Man, it's good to have everybody here this morning. As Tucker already said, we're, we're blessed by each one of you being right here. We're also blessed by those that watch online and, and uh, tune in there. We, we encourage you, though, if you're in driving distance, come join us. I've said before, that's a four-hour drive. If you're within four hours, come join us. It's all good. Uh, you know what? I, I, I want to say this. If you were excited to be here this morning, don't, don't keep that here. Tell somebody about it. <laughs> if you're excited to be here this morning, tell somebody about it. Bring them here. Uh, uh, don't hide Beecher Island. We, I love it here. Man, it's home. And, and uh, if, if that's um, the same feeling you have, uh, invite your friends. Don't, don't keep it a secret. Invite your family. They don't have to sit right beside you. You can put them over there and still invite them, all right? No, I'm, I'm just joking a little bit, but you know what? It's good. It's good to gather up. It's good to fellowship together. It's good to, to praise and worship and dig into the Word together every Sunday morning. And thank you for letting me be a part of this body to do that. I really appreciate it. Man, it's good. Um, it is a blessing to be back here this morning. We were gone last week for Fair Week, and Fair Week was great. Uh, my family had a had a wonderful fair. It was it was uh, it was good, and I know that everybody. I think that everybody that was part of Fair uh, had a great fair. It was good. Um, the best part of it was is is on Sunday I got to uh, bring the word to to Fair uh, and Fair Church, and thank you for giving me that time to go and do that. Um, the Cowboy Church and I teamed up to bring the word there, and we had way more people than I ever anticipated. So it was good. It was really good that uh, we got to share the word right there at there and uh, and do that. So that was a, a great thing, um, and I praise God for it all. This morning, I want to give you a challenge right off the bat. Um, usually, I maybe I give my challenges throughout my sermon or at the end of them. But I have a challenge for you right off the bat. I, I've had something on my heart for a while now, and I've been praying about it and seeking. And, um, and, and I don't want to keep it in anymore. I want to share it with you. And, and that is this. Um, and, and I've kind of told the elders a little bit about it, and, and uh, they're all getting nervous in their seats right now, just so you know. But I'm okay with that. No. Uh, you know what? Since I've come here, uh, we've been about, and for, for new members, you may not understand, but it's okay. Or new people here, you may, it's okay. But since I've been here, uh, we've had to do some healing. Uh, this church has. This church has had to do some recovering, uh, some seeking internally. We've, we've really been internal with the body. We've, we've been about right here and healing this body. Uh, um, my family and I, when, when we came here, we had to do some healing. Uh, we... This church had some hard times uh, not too long ago that, that really tried to tear this church apart. Uh, um, I, I had some things in, in my life and in my ministry, uh, my family got to experience it along with me that, that you know what, I told God I was never going to be a preacher again. I was never going to share His Word from the front of a church, and I was solid with that. I had to heal. Now, now He's got me here. I'm, I'm where I'm supposed to be. But we had to heal. We had to be internally focused on the body. And we've recovered. Are there some things that we're still working through as a, as a body? Absolutely. Are there some things that I'm still working through? Absolutely. And that's okay. That's okay. 
But what God has laid on my heart is, you know what? We've been internal. And we've been building and recovering. But it's time to get outside of these walls. It's time to start reaching out in our community. It's time to start working, uh, bringing Jesus to our community. Start bringing Jesus to our friends, to our family. And reaching out. And so I, I, here's my challenge. I want you to think of somebody that does not have a relationship. In our community, right here. Right here in our community. Surround, four hour drive. Right? <laughs> um, I want you to think of somebody that does not have a relationship with Jesus. Or maybe they, they, their relationship was, they had one and they walked away. I want you to think of that person, that specific person. And I want you to write their name down. I want you to start praying for them. Specifically. I want you to write their name down somewhere where you're going to see it every day. And every time you see their name, you're going to pray for them. You see, this is what I really believe. That if we are about the kingdom, that if we are about Him, and we pray for, for, for people to find that relationship, I'm not asking you to pray for them to come to Beecher. Okay? I want you to hear that. We're praying for them to find the relationship with Jesus Christ that Jesus is seeking with them. And if we, if we are diligent about being about God's kingdom, the Lord will bless this church. He will bless it abundantly. But my challenge for you is to be praying. Praying for an individual. And keep praying for them until they find that relationship. It may be 40 years. So take the challenge on. It's a long-term challenge. Maybe it's a short-term. I hope. I'm going to pray for it a short-term, right? But if it's a long-term, be committed. Be committed to praying for that one person. And that's my challenge for you this morning. As it's been on my heart that, man, let's be about growing the kingdom. Let's be about getting outside of these walls. And, and as we continue through this year... I think that we're going we're gonna, to uh, start trying to do some things that are external. Uh, we're going to start reaching out. And, and, and uh, I hope that we all can jump on board on that and, and start reaching out and getting outside of these walls and, and being about the work of our God. And uh, I'm excited about that as we, as we journey on. Um, but you know what? I think that if we are about bringing people to the kingdom, God will bless this church, just as I said. And then, if people want to hear truth, They'll find Beecher Island. Because I always say Beecher Island is an independent, non-denominational, Jesus-loving, Bible-preaching church. And I, and I call on you guys to make sure that I'm preaching Bible. That I'm preaching His Word. And you guys have done an awesome job of keeping me there. Keep it up. Uh, let's keep bringing truth. Let's keep uh, 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 seeking, seeking Him and uh, growing His kingdom. Amen? Alright, let's go in prayer. Father God, I thank you for this morning. I thank you that we are, we are here together. I thank you that you've put on the heart of every person to be right here to seek you. To seek your will. To seek your truth. Your word. God, I thank you for pouring out your love. And just as Tucker has said, man, sometimes we can get tired. And you know that, Lord. You know that sometimes we can just get beat down and, and we're not feeling the fire. Lord, I pray that we never stop seeking. We just we can just stop and be still for a little bit. 
Lord, I pray right now. I pray right now that we become about your kingdom, about praying for people to, to seek the relationship with you, that they open their eyes. Lord, let us be specific to individuals that, that don't have that relationship, that, that we just pray for them and lift them to you, and you can open their eyes to that relationship that you are putting in front of them. Lord, I thank you for that. I, I pray, Lord, as we as we jump into to the Gospel of John and continue on in that, that, that we just hear your word. Lord, I thank you for that. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. All right. We're starting in John chapter 8. The Gospel of John chapter 8. Uh, this morning, we, we, we have taken our time to, to get here. Uh, uh, and I'm going to take some more time as we continue to work through. And it's, it is good. Uh, I just want to say this, that, that um, as we start John chapter 8, there is some definite controversy as to whether these first 11 verses are supposed to be in there. That there's controversy as to, to whether they were in the original script or not. I have not read the original script, so I don't know. I can't answer that for you. But here's what I can tell you. Is that this is the Bible that God has given me. These are the words that He has given me to read and to know. And if we start plucking out Scripture that I don't like or you don't like, we're going to have just a one-page booklet to carry around on them. That's not what we do. We dive into His complete Word. And these are here. And so you know what? I'm going to read it and teach on it this morning. Because I believe that God has given us this Word to read, to know, to understand. And so, uh, you see these scholars... Uh, they say it doesn't belong because it doesn't, doesn't fit the thought that's being laid out here. <laughs> Grandma Judy just kind of stuck her tongue out. <laughs> so they, they don't believe that, that it, it's, it's part of what, what's happening here. But I truly beg the difference. John lays it out for us what the thought is in the entire Gospel of John. And that's in John 20 verse 31. But these things are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believe in you all life in His name. And I truly believe that as we read these first 11 verses, that's what it lays out. It lays it out even more that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. And then when we believe in Him, we can have life. And so I absolutely believe these 11 verses in the Gospel of John, chapter 8. And if your Bible doesn't, go buy a new one, okay? <laughs> joking. Just a little bit joking there. Alright, let's read. If you haven't already opened your Bibles, open them up. John chapter 8. <clears throat> and uh, we're actually going to start in uh, chapter 7, verse 53. Just one last little sentence there ties into all of this. So we're going to read that. And then and read through verse 12. Because 12, verse 12, you're going to hear, goes along with this. Even though everybody else splits it. I'll give you my reasons. But, alright. John chapter 7, verse 53 through 8, 12. And everyone went to his own house, but Jesus went to the Mount of Olives. Now early in the morning he came again into the temples, temple, and all the people came to him. And he sat down and taught them. Then the scribes and Pharisees brought to him a woman caught in adultery. 
And when they had set her in the midst, they said to him, Teacher, this woman was caught in adultery in the very act. Now Moses in the law com commanded us that such should be stoned. But what do you say? This they said, testing him, that they might have something of which to accuse him. But Jesus stooped down and wrote on the ground with his finger as though he did not hear so when they continued asking him, he raised himself up and said to them, He who is without sin among you, let him throw a stone at her first. And again he stooped down and wrote on the ground. Then those who heard it, being convicted by their conscience, went out one by one, beginning with the oldest, even to the last. And Jesus was left alone. And the woman standing in the midst, when Jesus had raised himself up and saw no one but the woman, he said to her, Woman, where are those accusers of yours? Has no one condemned you? She said, No. She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said to her, Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Then Jesus spoke to them again, saying, I am the light of the world. He who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have a light of life. Amen, amen. You know, I, every time I read this account, it, it brings Jesus more human to me, if I can say that. It, 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 makes, him, it makes Him even more real for me. This account is, a, is an amazing account. I, I, I love reading it. It definitely makes me ask some questions. And I think that's okay. Like, the first question, what do you write in the dirt? <laughs> right? What do you write in the dirt? We didn't, we'll get to that. What were, the, what were the Pharisees and scribes doing to catch this woman in the act of adult? What were you doing, dude? Where's the dude that was caught in the act? Where's the dude? Right? Like, all these questions. I still love it. I love this account that, that's laid out for us in this teaching. It's amazing. And there's so much depth to it. I, I love this account. And I, and I have to admit in my younger years, and probably more than I want to admit today, I'm probably the Pharisee in I'm probably standing right there with a rock in my pocket. And, and, and uh, my other question that I come up with is... Uh, and this was brought up to me a little while back. Where was the rock? Where did the Pharisees get the rock to throw at this woman? That's a very good question. Yeah, think about that one. But I'll tell you what I. I my younger years, I would look at people and, I, and I'd be like, and I'm better than them. We be real with ourselves, right? What? Man, that their sins. At least I'm not. I, I don't sin like that, right? Maybe I stand alone, but uh, the scribes and Pharisees had had some agenda. They had an agenda here. They had an agenda as they as they took this woman who was caught in the act to Jesus. 
But they, they had an agenda to see if they can get Jesus to contradict the law of Moses. You see, because if they can succeed in that, they can make, maybe make the common man, the, the common person that was right there saying, man, this is the Christ, say, oh, maybe he's not. If they could get Jesus to contradict the law, maybe, maybe they could get people to turn against Jesus. You see, they, they, they make sure they point it out. Verse 4, they say, they said to him, Teacher, this woman has been caught in the very act of committing adultery. And here they go. Pointed out, now in the law, Moses commanded us to stone such a woman. What then do you say? Pointing out to him. I, I want you to know that this stoning was not just a beatdown. It was a stoning to death. And they were ready. They were ready to stone her right there in front of everybody and make her an example. They, they wanted to stone her. They, they were ready to kill this woman in the name of the law. But their own wicked purpose hoped that Jesus would disagree. And so they asked Him what He had to say about this whole deal. And, they, and they, they thought that justice and the law of Moses demanded that she be made an example of right now. How often do we do that in the name of Jesus? I may have got on my knees this week. Because how often do we do that in the name of Jesus? And let me just say that as Christians, um, we, and, and I hope that I can say this and if you can't come talk to me afterwards, okay? But we as Christians can be horrible people in the name of Jesus. We can find the worst in people. We can seek out the worst in them and, and then justify ourselves by doing that. It's exactly what the Pharisees were doing. We find somebody with greater sin than, than, than we have and, and we justify our own and, and in justifying that we see their evil and we forgive our evil. But I tell you, also each one of us can be this naked woman standing right there in front of Jesus, full of sin. Full of sin. We may even be the adultery. But if not, your sin is no better. Your, your sin is no better. You're still a sinner and, and, and people are still ready to cast stones at you. Cast stones at me. See, they were all asking Jesus what he had to say about it. What do you have to say about this old deal, Jesus? What do you have to say? But I love what Jesus did. I truly love what he did. Listen to this again. But Jesus stooped down with his finger and wrote on the ground. 
When they persisted in asking him, he straightened up and said to them, He who is without sin among you, let him be the first to throw a stone at her. <laughs> Again, the question is always, what did he write in the dirt? What, what, did he, what did he bend down and write in the dirt? And, and let me just say this, okay? God's Word gives us no indication at all, at all, as to what he wrote in the dirt. So let me tell you this. Whatever you have in your mind, whatever you have in your mind of him writing in the dirt, it's probably for you, and it is right for you. Okay, don't let anybody tell you what it was written in the dirt, what he wrote in the dirt. Because whatever you have in your mind is good until the day you get to ask him. Well, Jesus, what did you write in the dirt? Probably won't care by that time, but, but you can ask him that. You see, but it doesn't stop me from telling you what maybe I think he wrote in the dirt. <clears throat> I, I wonder if he wrote all the Pharisees' name and then their re most recent sin beside it. <laughs> Oldest to youngest. <laughs> Maybe not. <clears throat> That's a lot right. Jesus was fast, so we had a short hair. No. What if he just wrote, God loves you? God loves you. What if he wrote some Old Testament scripture that fit the part right there because Jesus can do that? He, he, I guarantee whatever he wrote was impactful. I guarantee whatever he wrote touched every person that was there in some way or another. Maybe he said, you're forgiven. But whatever you believe it to say, whatever you believe that he wrote in the dirt, believe it. It's okay. Whatever you have in your mind, it's right. You see, Jesus speaks up again, though. He says, He who is without sin among you, let him be the first to throw a stone at her. I want you to get this, though. In no way does Jesus go against what the law requires. In no way was he doing that. He was not going against it, but he was simply said, He said, Carry out the law, do what you're supposed to do, but here's the deal. I want whoever's pure to do it. I want whoever's free of sin to go ahead and cast the first stone. Let me tell you though, if we want to judge somebody, better be free from sin. Matthew 7, 3-5 talks about this just a little bit. Matthew 7, 3-5 talks about judging another brother, another sister. It doesn't say we can't, but it talks about it in depth. I'm going to read it, and then and we're going to talk about it a little more. But Matthew 7, 3-5. Jesus says, Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye and pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your own eye when all the time there is a plank, plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your own eye and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Man. I want you to hear this this morning, okay? As we go back to John, where he says, He who is without sin among you, let him be the first to throw a stone. This, this verse Jesus says, it's his words, right? 
The problem in this is this. This verse is used way too often to excuse sin. I don't want to let it do that. It's used way too often to excuse sin and there's no way I'm doing that. The, the attitude is that we are, are free from blame because everybody sins. That's our flesh. And so we can just go on about life and, and we're forgiven. But this verse does not excuse sin. Rather, it condemns those who are guilty but have not been caught. Right? And the same goes for the verses in Matthew that I read. Just go clean yourself up. Each one of you are guilty. Make sure you clean yourself up before you go and try to judge another. You see, I love that we have Jesus again stooping over and riding in the dirt. And as he rode in the dirt, one by one, the scribes and Pharisees leave. One by one, they're convicted. One by one, they leave guilty. One by one, they walk out. Oldest to youngest. They don't say anything. They just walk out. You see, I want us to hear this this morning. I want the youth in this church to hear this this morning. Eyeballs, eyeballs, right? For the... Maybe not everybody gets that this morning, but that's okay. I want the youth in this church to get this this morning. One by one, from the oldest to the youngest, they walked out guilty of sin. One by one, this church can walk out oldest to youngest, guilty of sin. Listen to me. This church, I, I don't want anybody in this church, I don't want youth in this church to put me or the elders on a pedestal and say they don't sin. They're perfect. Man, they don't fall short. Corey gets up there. I don't like to talk in third. But Corey gets up there and, and he brings the word of God. And, no, I'm a sinner. I want you to hear that this morning. I fall short. The elders in this church fall short. We're all guilty of sin. We're all guilty of sin, but listen to me. We battle it. We battle. We're not okay with our sin. We, we battle our sin just like hopefully every other follower of Jesus Christ battles their sin. We do not excuse it away. We're not okay with it. We battle. We battle. We rebuke it. We, we cry out for forgiveness. We, 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 we pray and we, we go to war. To repent. To change our ways. Because we are guilty. But I love when we get to verse 10. Verse 10, and straightening up, Jesus said to her, Woman, where are they? Did no one condemn you? She said, No one, Lord. And Jesus said, I do not condemn you either. Go. From now on, do not sin any longer. In wonderful grace, in wonderful grace, the Lord Jesus pointed out to this woman that all of her accusers had vanished. They were nowhere to be found. There was not a single person in the entire crowd who dared to condemn her. Church, let's be that church. Let's not condemn one another. 
Let's not condemn other brothers and sisters. I'm not saying that you are, but I want to say let's not. Let's be there. Let's be that church who are, who are standing here who won't dare to condemn another. Let's lift them up. Let's pray for each other. Let's be the church that follows after the words that Jesus spoke. I do not condemn you either. I do not condemn you either. Let's also be the church that battles for what he said next. He said, go. From now on, do not sin any longer. Jesus was not calling her to be perfect. But he was setting the perfect standard. See, I think we get this confused way too often. I don't want you to set a level that Jesus lays out here that you just say, that's not obtainable, so I'm not even going to try. I think too often we can do that to ourselves. But, but I want you to know what Jesus is doing here. You see, in the first chapter of John, we talked about grace and truth coming through Jesus Christ. Well, we talked through that, and, and here is a great example of that. An amazing example. In, in the words, neither do I condemn you, we, we have an example of the amazing grace that Jesus pours out on us. But we also have this amazing truth in the next part of the sentence. Right? Go and sin no more. An amazing truth. An amazing truth that, that He gives us. And I want us to say that the Lord did not say, go and sin as little as possible. Because you're in the flesh, just it's okay, you, you can just go sin as... Just, just try to do it a little bit. That's not what He says. He says, go and sin no more. You see, Jesus Christ is God. Period. And, and His standard is absolute perfection. So He cannot approve of any sin in any degree. He can't. It's impossible. So He has to say, go and sin no more. And so He sets before her the perfect standard of God Himself. Man. That's who our God is. Because when we read the next verse, Jesus lays it out for us. Verse 12. I am the light of the Lord. The one who follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Everybody wants to make this, well, not everybody, Bible scholars, whatever, want to stop this account at verse 11. They say it's a new thought, a new sentence, a new paragraph. I'm going to tell you in, in my reading of this, I don't think that it is. I think it belongs right there. Right there with the first 12 verses. And then it's a new thought. And then he goes on to explain it, right? But verse 12, I truly believe, is right where it's supposed to be because he wanted this woman to know who he was, who he is, and the promise he gives. And he wants you to know that same thing today. He wants you to know who he is and the promise he gives. And so he tells you this morning, he tells you, I am the light of the world. I am the light of the world. The one who follows me will not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. 
Amen, amen, right? Because you see, I think these things have been written so that you may know that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. Amen. And that believing, you will have life in His name. And He says, I am the light of the world. You won't walk in darkness with Him. And there is a lot of darkness in this world. A lot of it. We don't have to walk in it. We can walk in Him. And let me just tell you, if there's anybody here this morning that, that is not accepted walking in the light of Him, today is the day to do it. Today is the day. Today is the day to accept Him as Lord and walk in the light for all eternity. You don't have to be in the darkness. You can be in the light. And if you're accepting Him this morning, if you're saying, Jesus, You are my Lord, I want to pray with You. I want to be on this journey with You. The elders want to pray with You. We want to journey with you. But let me just also say that if you are the Pharisees or scribes, or if you feel like the woman who has been brought in front of everybody and you need prayer, we want to pray with you. We honestly do. The, the elders and I want to pray with you. And we're going to be scattered throughout the church this morning. They know that now. We're going to be around the church this morning. And if you need any prayer, I'll be up here. There will be some elders in the back. If you need prayer at all, I want you to seek it this morning. That's why we're here. We're to come together to seek Him. And when we're, when we're struggling with sin, it's, it's to call out to Him and, and help each other battle whatever's going on in our life. And we want to pray for you. We want to lift you up. We want to encourage you. We want to be here with you. Not condemning you. But lifting you up. So I'm going to invite the music team to come on up. And we're going to stand and sing here in just a minute. But if you want prayer, if you want prayer in, that, in anything this morning, we want to pray with you. We want to be here for you. If today you're asking Jesus to come in your life for the first time, don't stay in your seat. Come pray with us. Man, that's a good thing. We want to celebrate with you. We want to encourage you. So let's go to Him in prayer. Father God, I thank You for Your Word this morning. I thank You that we have this story, this account in the Gospel of John. Lord, because we can relate to it in many different ways. Sometimes we're the Pharisees. Sometimes we have that rock in our pocket ready to stone. Lord, don't let us be that. Don't let us condemn. Let us encourage. Give us, give us that power to encourage, not to condemn. But we can also be the woman standing there caught in the act. Guilty. Lord, we know that in You we have great forgiveness. We have a forgiveness that wipes it clean. Oh. A forgiveness that allows us to be white as snow in the eyes of our Father. What a blessing that is. 
And I pray that every person here this morning knows that, that, that they do not have to be overwhelmed by their sin, but they can come to you and find the power of battle. And Lord, we want to pray with those this morning. We want to lift them up. We want to encourage them. We, we want, to, want to help them in any way that we possibly can to find you and your amazing power. Lord, if there's anybody here this morning that's coming to you for the first time, man, we want to celebrate with them. God, we want to celebrate with them. We want to, we want to encourage them. We want to be with them on this journey. Lord, help us. Help us to love like you with no condemnation, with no, 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 no evil heart. I just love. Just love like you do. Lord, you, you don't excuse our sin away. You tell us to rise above it, to walk away from it. Lord, give us that power to do that. We thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you need prayer, please uh, seek out an elder. Come, come uh, to the front, come to the back.